0: dear heavenly father we um thank you for your goodness and lord we just thank you for this day that we can come together and worship you and lord as we join together of one mind just uh, focused upon you and your goodness and your love we just uh, pray you speak to us this morning and lord i pray that you would just um anoint me that's only speak words of the spirit and i pray that you just move in hearts that they would receive of the spirit and be stirred and just give an insight that you would desire lord and so we come together and we are thankful that we can come together and that truly that you've called us to be the light of the world and lord the darker the world gets the brighter our light shines and so we thank you for that so god we just pray uh, you speak to us in the name of the lord jesus Amen, amen. I want you to look this morning at Isaiah, chapter 50, Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. And turn there. We're going to spend the whole morning there on this, and we'll have overhead here so you could glance it at if you need to. But we're just going to kind of camp out here. <clears throat> Isaiah 50, verse 4. It says this. It says this. The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He awakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. Now, as you uh, read this, uh, it certainly t- uh, ties into last week's message. So it's you know, kind of parallel, if you will. in last week's message, you know, we focused on, or the Scripture focused on each one, that each one of us is um, has a responsibility of being a shield from the wind and a stream of water in the desert, you know, to those that are distraught. So it has that same meaning that focusing on, you know, our ministry as believers here in in, in this world. And so this this verse just follows along with that. And so what we see here and what we talked about says that we comfort the distraught. We comfort the distraught in the chaos surrounding them. So it really is giving you know, say we're a light and we're able to speak into people's lives and, and, and really give them peace and give them comfort in in the true chaos that's around them and that we can have a ministry ministry uh to people around us now and this morning we see the follow-up here connected to last week and it says we we uh we see god asking us to be ready with words for the weary so it's really interesting. We say, okay, God, how are you going to help me? And I need to get through this. And okay, and we, so many messages on that. But it's a little twist. Last week and this week. So, no, you have a word for the world around you. You have a word for the people around you. And, and you have words for the weary. This is, you know, and, and need to be aware of this. You do have them. And, you know, you are capable of being a shield from the wind. You are capable and should be a stream of water in the desert, and you know as 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 believers, and so it means that you know in this chaos we shouldn't be the ones complaining, <laughs> you know. You know I always talk about somebody coming to tell me my problem. I said, well, you think you got problems? Just listen to what I got, you know. Well, that's not what he's talking about. He said, no, we have words. True words uh, to those that are going through difficult things. And in this world around us, and especially all the things that, you know, we have evidence here that just so much, you know, can seem like so much dark, darkness and we can get very frustrated. But we are, we, we're not the ones complaining. We're the ones who have um, words of truth, hope, and power. That is, if you read the scripture, we're the ones that have truth, hope and power and we are the one god uses to communicate it and to communicate it now and like jesus said you know in the new Testament, he said we are the light of the world and i just mentioned that then the old missionary that disciple lindas or spoke so much in our life and he said so many times he always is when it's darkest your light shines brightest you know Oh, I got that. <laughs> no, when it's darkest, I complain more. No, when it's darkest, your light shines brighter, and he, he certainly was a witness to that. But this is what this is talking about. This this uh, verse, verse we we went over la- la- last week, and it says it says we have words to sustain the weary. We must receive. To have words, excuse me, to have words to sustain the weary, we must receive from Jesus before we can offer to comfort others. See, and that's the reason that we step in confidence, because we have heard from Jesus, we have spent with Jesus, and therefore we are able to speak because of our time with Jesus. All God's people. Amen, amen. Now, and and by examining the by when we examine this version of a couple last week, you know, we see how what God is doing. He's showing us how we can fulfill uh, our God given ministry to those who are struggling. I'll say that last week and this week is okay. You are my people, and this is how you can fulfill my ministry and your ministry to those who are struggling and that's our call that's our call not to trump to trump people with our complaint over their complaint see it's like no we have we have something with us but what we have we don't conjure it up we have it because we spent time with Jesus ourselves ourselves now there's a, in this section, I think it's kind of interesting, um, two verses before in verse two. And I don't have an overhead. We're going to just kind of focus on on this, the, this, these verses here through the whole message. So I don't have an overhead here. But what's interesting when you look at two f- verses before God basically gives his. Communicates his frustration that we are not carrying out his ministry of hope, love, and power. So this is how this starts. I think it's important you see God's frustration. So you can just listen to me as I read this. two verses before. God looks at his people (laughs) that are not, you know, carrying out their responsibility, and he says in verse 2, God goes, When I came, why was there no one? When I called... Why was there no one to answer? Was my arm too short to deliver? Do I lack strength to rescue you? Now, you know who God's talking to? God's talking to the people. You know, okay, I got problems. <laughs> and we go, you think you got problems? We got worse problems than you. God goes, what are you doing? What are you, don't you, where are you? When I comfort you and you spend time with me, Didn't you hear anything I said? You know, where are my people? Where are my people? Listen, don't you think I can rescue you? See, that's what he's saying. So he expresses his frustration, not with himself. I mean, God can do anything. But says, where where were you when I called out to you? Now, what comes down to uh, verse 4? We go back down to verse 4. And we see in what verse 4 is a response. Is a response by the faithful servant that says, okay, I heard you and I am here. Does you he see the flow? He goes, where were you when I called? Well, in verse 4, the person just goes, I'm here and I heard you when you called. And this is what the servant says. This is our responsibility. And we have the picture of it here. So, as a follower of Christ, and then we're going to go through these verses and think, here's our responsibility. World's going to hell in the handbasket. Okay, we can go. I will, I'm not going to say everybody say amen. Don't do that. But we we could. But it's like we're here is light, not here like okay, it's it's over. No. That's not why we're here. So as a follower of Christ, as a follower of Christ, we acknowledge, we acknowledge that the Sovereign Lord has given us a well-instructed tongue. That's what it? This is what the servant says. Okay, Lord, I know. I heard you, and you have given me a well-instructed tongue. Now, what's interesting, this literally means, this word in Hebrew, when you look at at what this literally means, it means a tongue of those who have been taught. That's what it means. A well-instructed tongue means a tongue of those who have been taught or a tongue of those who listen like one being instructed. So that's what it means. So this is, Lord, I am one who listens like one being instructed. I heard you. Or guess what another translation can be? Disciple. What is a disciple of Christ? He is one who listens like being taught. Amen? See? All of a sudden, this whole focus, and we see, you, we hear from Jesus and then. It's one being taught. We move in and what we heard. That's what's saying here. And so the servant here is he's given the counter. He's, no, I'm listening. I'm, 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 I'm listening here. Now, so, so it even gives you, you know, like a definition. You know, what is a disciple? Somebody, I mean, what is a disciple of Christ? You can have all sorts of definitions. Well, based on this, the definition of a disciple is is one who listens to Jesus like one being taught. That's how you're a disciple. If you don't listen, you're not a disciple. I mean, just so he bringing it real clearly what's going on here. Now, here's the truth. <laughs> and You need to jot it down. You need to think about yourself and understand what's going on in the world around us, especially when things just like, oh, my gosh, you know, seem the foundations are coming loose. And here's the truth. We have words for the weary because we are the ones who have spent time with Jesus. You that? Let I say, Lynn. <laughs> In the negative. <laughs> and just no life comment from X,Y,Z. Or X,Y,Z can only just see the negative xyz It just there's you know love jesus but there's no life coming out from them you know not that we should judge but we said well why what's going on and here it is we have words for the weary because we are the ones who have spent time with jesus what is the issue i'm processing what is the issue Spend time with Jesus. That's the issue. Everything wrong. Well, factually, that is true. Maybe. Not everything. But also, factually, because you are caught up in it and in the negative means, based on this, I didn't say this means you haven't spent time with Jesus. Well, yes, I have. I did this. No, there's no yes you have. Because if you had, you would have his attitude about this. See, our complaining is us making a proclamation to the whole world that Jesus can't do what he said he would do. Our complaining is our proclamation to the world that Jesus doesn't work. Well, how do you get out of that, that he works? You spend time with him, and you listen like one being instructed, and then he <laughs> instructs you that he has this, and you trust in him, and he'll take care of it, and we have hope and strength. And also we have words for the others that are going through these terrible times. Now, it doesn't say the times aren't terrible. It just saying, no, this is how you handle them. This is how you handle it. This is how the church handles it. Handles it. So, so we have this like, oh my gosh, okay. And the title of the message is Words for the Weary. And again, that is, that is a message. I'm not speaking to you is the weary. I'm speaking you, to you is the powerful that have spent time with Jesus. And you have words for the weary. We, uh, I've talked about Pastor Millick, and I, I don't want to lift him up too high. He, you know, He's just a man. He and his wife are just a man, and they've gone to be with the Lord. And, you know. But I've never seen anything like him because he always had words for the weary. And, and as try as I may, I would bring words that would proclaim that nothing's happening. Jesus is not working. And just proclaim it. You know, I mean, bottom, you said, well, you didn't actually say that. I said, no, I just said I was miserable and nothing was going to go right. That's what I said. But, and he, you couldn't bring him down. You could not bring him down. Now, I know, and I found on this by accident this is his daily routine and stuff that his, he and his wife and I'm not telling him I don't do this I'm not even telling you to do it I think God just caused a few people to do this and it's bizarre he spend him him and her would spend three to four hours every morning praying he'd tell me every time I say oh well, I pray every day for you So what he's saying you couldn't bring him down but why he couldn't bring you down because he was one who listened like one being instructed. See? So he was a pastor. Minner, who was my pastor for years, would talk of him. He says he's otherworldly. He's otherworldly. See? And so when I look at... And again, I'm not even close. I I mean, it's it's like... I'd have to use a satellite connection to communicate to him as far away as I am from him. I mean, I'm not even close. But yet, I was able to see within him one that was one who listened like being instructed. And he would say, you know, and he was the one that say, you know, i just, I just say however dark things were. And he would agree with me. He would agree, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then say, but your light. Shines brightest when it's darkness. You can rejoice in the darkness. It's not what I wanted to hear. I mean, that's not what I wanted to hear. See, but this is what this verse is saying. See, this is what this verse is saying. And as as we see that, and you see what God said to the people, his people, he go, where were you? I called, where were you? That's his issue. And you know, he's calling like he calling he'd say, Wallace, where were you? Everybody oh this darkness and you know I wanted to do something. Where were you? Well I was complaining with everybody else (laughs) You know. See, he frustrated Where were you? And this guy says I have a well instructed tongue. I'm the one who listens. And receives instructions. Amen? So this is what they're saying. It's a fascinating, so it's a fascinating look. And this is, by the way, this is the relationship our time with Jesus. It doesn't come from the world. If you, get your, if, if you get your encouragement from the world, you are one miserable person. I'll be nice to people when they're nice to me. Oh, God, help us all. You know? See, we are to be above that. We bring light into that. You see what I'm saying? This is, you see what God is saying here? So, it's so important to what the Lord is saying. We are to be the encouragement of those around us. And, and in our mind, if we could switch like in any dark thing, this is impossible. Oh, man. I step in and my light shines. You know, brighter, the more dark it is. Brighter, the more dark is it is. And again, I praise God that I had some human being in my life where I was able to witness that and who lived that out. It was just real. It was second nature. You know, it was just, I think back when he came, we Lynn and I one time, we had him, well, we had him a lot of times, but I remember the first time we had him over to dinner. You know, and they're sweet, you know, oh, sweet, just pat us on the cheek, you know. And I know, they must have thought we were just two babies in diapers. I mean, I, just, I bet going back and thinking what they must have thought, you know, it's like, God help them, you know. You know, God, surely he can help them through this, you know. I mean, it's just, I just know. I just know what he must have thought. He didn't let us know. He didn't let us know. I'm going to share this with you too because it, it was it was such a stunning impact on us. And by the way, there was no there's never judgment. Oh, you sinner, you know, repentant. They never. No, you just looked at them and stu- and you go, "No, nah, I'm a sinner." I just they showed up and I just know I am. You know, I mean, it really was. It's really. And they said, "Well, well praise this. and and they 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 had this little. Uh, they had this little communication that was real sweet, just real sweet, you know. And they're like, I mean, when we met them, they were like 70-something, you know what I mean? And then they, oh, my God, that's our age. Oh, I am so sticky. Oh, my God. I just went way farther away. Oh, jeez. So they were way older than we were at the time. anyway. But they said, pray. We want not pray. We said, okay, we'll, we'll pray, you know. And says, like I said, uh, like Linda and I had been separated two years and been together six months. I mean, you know, we're hitting on all cylinders, you know. It's just like, so he's oh, yes, let's pray. And so we got together and prayed. So, oh, it's just sweet. Let's pray. And what happened was so stunning, that, and it really is. It's just like you couldn't comprehend what was happening, but you knew something was happening. So they just started praying. They just started, you know, you sit on the couch, and you say, okay, we we'll am going to pray, okay, you know. And what they did, they prayed for Linda and I. But what they did, they they prayed blessings over us. And they called out specific things to pray for us. And what they did that was, I don't know how to explain it. But she would pray half a sentence. And then he'd pray the last of the sentence. And he would pray another part of a sentence and she would finish his sentence and after a while you just stop and you just i wasn't praying i was just looking at him i thought "Oh my god how do you pull that off but what it was i know now so in tune with the spirit the spirit was so intermingled with two of them and they so much at the same place that it was the one of them the two of them, two of them prayed like one Prayed like one. And I saw it more times later on, you know. But that first time is, I never seen anything like that. And I couldn't figure out how it happened. How does that happen? And they were just happy, just praying along. One voice, but they were finishing and starting each other's sentences. Think about it. And all his words were encouraging. Every word that came out of his mouth was encouraging, and he was so encouraging I was always convicted of my sin. He never told me I did one thing wrong, ever. I'm sure he probably had a list he's praying for, but he never told me one thing. but what he do is his encouragement, and I'd see the truth of, it, I was convicted that I wasn't looking to the Lord. You see? And it's like, oh, my gosh. So I praise God for, you know, having him, you know, in the ministry, you know, having been able to see him in in his his ministry because it gave me a vision of what it could look like. It gave me this is what it can look like. Now, so I say that, but this is what... I believe this is what this verse is saying. This verse is saying, The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue. The Sovereign Lord, you know, has given me what to say because we listen as one instructed. And that's how they spent their whole life. They listened as one instructed. And as one instructed, they had positive, godly things to say because they spent time with Jesus. Okay. I try to spend time with Jesus every morning. I do. I fall way short of three hours. <laughs> okay. But, anyway, it's an understanding. But it's a relationship with God. A relationship with God. And we have the capacity... To speak, we have the capacity to speak a word that sustains the weary based on our time with Jesus. I just don't know the right thing to say. Well, I have slept. You might try. <laughs> you know, just give it a shot. Um, so you know, I, I made the point there. But we, we look at this and we think about it. Now, two, God's saying He wants us to have words for the word. that's he's telling us that any of us that always come to people and trump them with our misery now i'm going to say this because i believe all y'all are perfect Do, but you have somebody that comes in and just trumps the whole conversation with their misery communicates they have not spent time with jesus and they'll never get better until they spend time with jesus And so speaking, words to the weary, I mean, Pastor Milliken never told me, you need to spend more time with Jesus, which I did, still do. But what he did, he could speak words edifying to make me to look at God like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Yes, it is terrible. But your light will shine lightest, brightest in the darkness. I mean, he had to be one of those things. You see those big Hollywood blaring, you just spot, you know, lights that cover a whole city. But that's his light. He walked in. I mean, he lit up, you know, one county when he stepped in. You know, I'm having trouble lighting up where I'm standing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to make a point. You see there and you see where this scripture, the truth of it lies and what he's saying about us. And it's because of Jesus in us. You know, it's like, okay. Now, so what we have here, since we ha- since we've spent time with Jesus and have this well-instructed tongue, okay, we know the word that we need to share, that sustains the weary. We know that word. We know. Why do we know that word? Because we spent time with Jesus. We know the word that sustains the weary. Now, what's interesting here is I looked at this, and I actually was surprised about this. The meaning for word there, we know the word, Usually I see something like that in Word, and I just assume it's capitalized, Logos, you know, like that. But this one's not. It's not Logos. It's not the Bible. It's not Scripture. It's the word used for languages. Just language. Just talking. You know, we share the word. It's just talking. That's the words here. And what it's saying, it says, we know how to talk. (laughs) You know? That's all it's saying. We know how to talk. We know what to say. You know? We know not to say dumb stuff. We, just, we know how to talk. We, You know, like my mother used to say, you got, we got some fetching up, you know. We just got some fetching up. We know how to talk, you know. Or when I didn't talk right, she said, you act like you don't have any fetching up, you know. So this means we have language. We have some fetching up. We know what to say. We're good in the conversation. That's what this is. We are good in the conversation. Why? Because we spent time with Jesus, just normal words we know how to we know how to commute people. you know we see somebody going through now this is me talking <laughs> really put this parenthesis. this is me talking so many times I see people going through hard times, and people share a verse with them almost ninety nine percent of the time Jesus doesn 't help almost ninety nine percent of the time we just share a verse people are discouraged. They're, everything's going wrong and you're approving it. And everything's going wrong and you don't connect with them. You take something written on your wall and you give it to them and that's what they feel like. And what's saying here is, "No, I know how to talk. Hey, you're hurting, man. I'm hurting too. Guys, I know it's tough. You know, I'm walking with you. Walk with you. you know, it's dark out there, but, you know, God's with you. He's here. I want to be with you. And I understand you're hurt. You know how to talk. They don't need a verse. They need your empathy. They need your relationship. They need to know you're walking with them. You know how to talk. You do that. Or you can give them a verse and walk off. And, you know, they pull the blinds the next time you drive up. It's just like, I don't want to hear it. Y'all you, with me? I'm just telling you. Now go ahead, any of you just, just say a verse and it solves all problems, have at it. You, know? you won't have many friends, but that's okay. okay. You, you have to put yourself in it. You have to put yourself in it. You know how to say, you know how to be loving, you know how to be kind. See? And that comes from spending time with Jesus because he's loving and kind to you. Amen. Alright. So let's look here. Now, so, so we have so the word is language. That's the reason they put the word language there and not logos there. It's language. You know how to talk to people. You know how to talk to people. Now it also says, and you know the word, the language, to sustain. This is to me is fascinating. This is the only place in the Bible where this word's used. Only, think about that. I, and I found that I did not know that. I looked at, it's the only place in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, it's the only place where this word used. So you go, well, why? We ought to pay attention He's making that big a deal out of it. You know, you say, well, you, this word, and Jesus used this word 150 times, pay attention. So now I just said this once, it's, whoa. Well, no. This whole time this word is used. Now, the meaning, so I'm going to take it. They had a specific meaning, especially for this specific time we need to pay attention to. All right. So. It means it includes kind of several meaning. It means shepherd. Now, you think about this. You have a word that shepherds. Go memorize these five verses and come back in two weeks. And no shepherd in there. What's shepherding? You kind of get in with them, take care of, connection. So to sustain this language that, (laughs) um, it's the language that shepherds or care for. Care for, you need to care for. And you understand, I'm a pastor, I love preaching the word, I love the verses, I let you know. But you're caring for them. You don't need a verse. They need you to care for them. I'll give you the language where you can care for them. Care for them. And here's another one. And this, and, but the oldest meaning is this. The oldest meaning is this. To speak a word in season. Speak. Oh, This was a perfect word for them. It's the Wrong season means it does more damage than it does good. You <laughs> Verses are good, but when they're going through this pain and agony, it's not the season. They mean more empathy that you care for them. It's the season, okay? So what you have is a language that you can speak the word in season. That means you have to know where they are. We had a lady that I knew for years and years. Linda and I did, and her son, his, her son died of cancer, early, like, what hell, 10 or something. Like. I mean, it was just horrific in the church. And I was talking with her, and she said, "You know, I want to write a book, and I'm just telling you, I want to write a book, the stupid things people say. Now I'm telling you what God, God's telling us something here he's telling us something here so it's a language it's a language that cares for spoken in season but to care for and to speak in season you have to know where that person is therefore you have to go in there with that person and be with them you see isn't that amazing isn't that amazing? And and God is telling us this is what He's telling us, and then also the, the, you have the wor- thing. The word uh, weary, the, the, the word weary here means uh, that it's it's a person that's caught up, is faint in the cares of this world. They're just weary, faint in the cares of this world. What do they need, cared for. What do they need. Word in season. I hurt with you. I walk with you. Now you can lead, and that opens the doors because you care. It ultimately opens the doors for all sorts of things. They need to know you care first. They need to know you care first. Now, so what we have here. What we have here is that you know, this weary are those who are feigning under life demands. So, therefore, being a disciple of Jesus, we are able to exercise an effective spoken ministry. We don't just start dropping verses on people. We speak an effective spoken ministry, speaking comforting words in season you got to know where they are. Have it be in season. You have to know. And if it's in season, then you can feel where they are. Then you can relate and you can speak that comforting word. Now, so then what we learned last week, when we do that, we're a shield for them from the wind and we're a stream of water in the desert. See? That's what we are then. We we become that. And then we have a real joyful ministry. And people are joyful because we showed up. And the joyful ministry is this. Proverbs 15, 23. Just listen. It says, A person finds joy in giving an apt reply. How good is a timely word? But it's because when people connect with people, care, you know, shepherd and then you know where they are what season they're in and you feel the season they're in and then you speak healing words healing words that you care and then it will open up to the door for the great things of christ great things of christ so hallelujah we see that now To say the right thing at the right time is satisfying. The well-instructed tongue to sustain the worry flows from our own relationship with Jesus. That's where it comes. Own relationship with Jesus. Now, so we're going to try to flow through this, but the next sentence now, the next sentence in this verse is very informative. (laughs) says this, he God wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen, like one being instructed. I can't sleep. Now Linda's way better than this than I am. She can't sleep. She said, I couldn't sleep, so I prayed for a couple hours. I can't sleep. I said, dear God, I gotta go sleep. <laughs> it's nine. Oh. So, anyway, so God answers more prayers for Linda than she does I me. Mean, he does me, but that's okay. So I just hang on to her cart- coattails, and, you know, we're good. We're good. <laughs> and, and you think I'm being facetious. I am not. I mean, that's the truth. Jesus, I just had to pray. God just had something, so I just prayed and prayed. So praise Jesus. Now, but what we're seeing here, what's fascinating, notice it's the sovereign Lord in this verse, the Sovereign Lord speaks morning by morning to his disciples. It didn't say noon to noon. <laughs> it didn't say evening. I'm just pointing. I'm just reading what it, it says. He speaks morning by morning. Now, morning by morning, the disciple listens like one being instructed. You know where this is going, don't you? Huh? Morning by morning, the disciple listens like one being instructive now i'm going to tell you up front i am not trying to put anyone here under the law absolutely not and you know I, I i don't i'm not trying to make anybody feel bad and you have a different way of coming to the law i'm not doing that at all because this and how you read and spend is totally between you and jesus it has nothing to do with me or anybody else here so But I want to just share what this says about it and why it says so we can understand it and evaluate our own personal time, you know, which just like says between us and Jesus. See, we need to notice here that it is those who hear the word in the morning who are able to share that instruction during the rest of the day. ones here in the morning they can share the word rest of the day. Well, I got this word for you. All right, I just don't have time now. You know. And so when I get around it, 1030, I read it. Wow, that was good. You know, I wish it would have really helped me. About noon, <laughs> but I didn't read it. Till nine at night. Now, you know I'm exaggerating. I'm overstating the thing. God speaks to us all the time and every time, instantaneous in all situations. I'm just trying to kind of use a hyperbole here. I'm making a point what this verse is saying. It is saying, I'm going to tell you something in the morning. And this is what I tell you in the morning. Something's going to be you need all day. See, that's what he's just That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying here. And... And you do whatever, however the Lord leads you, leads you in that. But he makes it very specific of what he talked here. He goes morning by morning, morning by morning. Now, please note, here's something else I want you to note about this verse. Please note that the word used in the first sentence, well instructed, and the word used in the last sentence, being instructed. Okay? They're actually, those are one and the same word. Thus both mean have the same meaning. Both of those words well instructed and being instructed, same meaning, same word is is used. And so the meaning is both for both of those is listen like one being instructed. It's the same word. And which is also means disciple. Again, disciple in many times, disciple is put a definition, like one being extra, instructed. Oh, a disciple, a disciple. Assume you're one listening and being instructed. So that word is identical in both of those places. Now, therefore, the emphasis is being put on believers, on believers to listen like one being instructed in order to share with the weary. Now, if you remember last week's message... Which <laughs> it, it, I'm not challenging to remember last week's message, but if you really remember last week's, it was each one. And the comment there was when the Lord used each one, He took it from uh, highlighted from Jesus Himself to the believer. He switched by using switch, He totally switched it to the each one and not Jesus. That's what this is doing. It's switching it from Jesus to the believer. So the believer has a powerful ministry to do what Jesus is telling him to do. So it's an emphasis on the believer and what the believer can do because of Jesus, but the emphasis is on the believer. Now, and so that it's like the believer has the word for the weary. Okay? He has the word for the weary. And so what happens, you know, what What did he say? We opened up, goes, he said, I called, where were you? That's what he said, where were, I called you. Where, no one was there. See, and he said, no, I'm, I'm here, I'm listening, and therefore I can share your word to the weary. Okay, that's what I want you to do. And we said, where you? There's nobody here to carry the word to the weary. That's how you see the intermingle christ and the church and how it works together the power comes from christ and we know what he says because we spent time with him and he will give us words throughout today to give us guidance now now i want to just go through this right quick is that jesus himself gave utmost importance to hearing god throughout his ministry Therefore, Jesus' followers should likewise give similar importance to hear God before we start our day in this Satan-filled world. Same thing. Now, hear what Jesus had. Now, Jesus is Jesus. He's speaking Scripture, thus saith the Lord. But the principle in which he walked is a principle in which we should walk. are hearing from God. Now, Jesus said this, all right, and just listen. John 7, 16, but listen closely. Jesus answered, <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, this happened. Now, Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. And Jesus said, I don't speak on my own. I only speak what God tells me. How many of us speak on our own? You know. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But those who seek the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There's nothing false about him. Speak on your own. Come to, and I'm just this general, my seminar, my church, you know, you know, come and listen to my insights. Come and in to listen to my efforts. Seeks their own personal glory. So yes, their own personal glory. And God says right here, and Jesus, I'm not like that. I only speak what the Lord tells me. The Lord tells me. And when you speak what the Lord tells you, you know the word, you know how to speak, you know the language. There's nothing false in you. They know you're compassionate. They know you care. (laughs) You know, nothing false in you. You see? It's our time with Jesus. Now. Is the perfect man, is the perfect man and messenger of God. Jesus insisted that his teaching did not originate with himself, but that the message and the power came from God. Do y'all realize that? And I don't mean be kind to say, but do you realize that? Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus, said, oh, Jesus, said, this power, this word does not come from me. Think of Jesus' ministry. Think of all the little things we got, you know, up on the refrigerator and stuff. Think of what Jesus meant. He said, "The, The words don't come from me, the power comes from the Father who sent me. How dare we think we can do this for Him? He didn't do it for Him, He only did what God said. We only should do what God says. To do only what God says is to hear Him. And the only way to hear him is to spend time with him. With him. And then we'll have the language that we can talk and bring comfort to others. And bring comfort to others and carry out his his ministry. This drives home the point that we as believers should listen like one being instructed. I don't spend any time for Jesus. I don't read my Bible. I have too much time for that. i got to carry on all the situations. i got to do this. And, you know, it just well, you, you're alone. You're alone. You're absolutely alone. And, and I'm going to tell you what this is. Then your efforts become, this is in the Bible, become fuel for the fire. All you're running around, Oh, you're trying to keep the balls in the air. All that, all those efforts become fuel for the fire. See? And he's, and he's saying the answer is here, is here. You have to first listen like one being instructed. Now, this is, this is not knowing the facts. This is not knowing the facts. This is, and again, I, I'm sure I know all y'all. I don't think you will write me any letters. You may want to, but I don't think you will. This is, not, no, this is not dropping verses on people. I'm just telling you. Whoever's doing, don't just drop verses on people when they're going through a hard time. It's not edifying. It's just not. They're hurting and they need you to connect with them in their hurt. Like a shepherd carrying the right word for their hurt in that time. And now open up things. And that's what the Lord's trying to tell us here. So. So the, this is not simply knowing facts, but this is acknowledging our need for Jesus to guide us each day. Each day. In one of my, and I'm going to use this again, one of my most difficult situations, and in my, as the Lord taught me up over the years and communicated, we're trying to understand about hearing from the Lord and things and just being, you know, <laughs> I just, it just amazes me that God was able to get me, you know, to any place where I have some understanding of him. But one of the th- things that I remember clearly because it was so powerful when it happened, and again, God told me, I didn't understand, but yet he told me, and later on he communicated why it was right. So praise Jesus for that. But what I was going through, and I can say, the most difficult, this is years, I mean, early believer in just uh one of the most difficult situations in my life. Wasn't even connected to a church. Now i tell you how far back it was. I was a believer, but I wasn't connected to a church or anything. Wasn't connected to believers. And it was the frustration and the pain. I mean, just so much pain and frustration. And he's like, well, you do?" couldn't know how you go forward and all i knew that jesus i love you you love me you die and that's all i had and i read and i went through the scripture because i would read the scriptures which is again that was understanding i was reading the scriptures not going to church i would never been to church but i would read the scriptures because he showed me that was the truth all that to bring up and i said god i'm dying what's going on nothing like you said i'm just dying and i read and i read this verse and I read this verse, it's one of those things. Okay, now I'm going to tell you, I struggled with the verse because it's like, well, this ain't working, but this is what you're telling me to do. And here's the verse I read. Okay, just I told you, you know the position I'm in, like that. And this is the verse. I put this on the overhead. This is on the overhead. You can follow this. Isaiah 30, 21. God said to me, whether you turn to the right or to the left your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it that verse was life changing absolutely changed my life to this day from doing really stupid things and just coming up and just like it's just like don't all right. I don't know why I don't understand. Right. Or, do you know, do this. That? Oh, that's crap. All right. All right. See, that's all I have. But you know, when Jesus speaks something to you, and that's all you have, that's all you need. That is all. I mean, that is it. He says something. You have, you know, every book in the world stacked over there. And he says one word, you go, mm mm. That's it. That's all I needed was that that word right there transformed my behavior because i would do something and like it says here it's very interesting your ears will hear a voice behind you sing. now sometimes it was just it really was like almost you want to turn and look almost like it was in your head you don't know you see what i'm saying you you you, you 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 don't know. but he said I'll I'll speak to you. But that's what, when I knew nothing, and so I knew from that point on. Before I went to church, God speaks, because He spoke to me. Because He spoke to me. And then I met other people that, oh, man, he's really speaking a bunch to them. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's fascinating. But, you know, with me? And see, this even goes back to what, in an application to what Jesus said to the disciples in Mark 13:11 says this. Whenever you're arrested and brought to trial, just, you know, protest, scream out, holler, you're so wrong. Whenever you're arrested and brought to trial, do not worry him beforehand. About what you are to say. Just say what is given you at the time. For it's not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. You'll hear it. You hear it. You'll know. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And again, I only know one person. One person in my whole life. It was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But that's what the scriptures say. But now understand also what the scripture's saying. I want to understand what the scripture's saying. The scriptures are speaking to you, that you are Pastor Milken. You are, you know. And it, it is you that God's going to speak to. It's you that don't have the horse. I know it's dark, but the light shines bright. It is you that's going to speak to, that you come alongside and you hurt with, you shepherd, and you care with. And you have the language that you can speak healing things. And that will open up the door. Remember last week, it's like one of the things we said to each one. Care enough to be available. Same thing. Same thing. Care enough to be available. You care. You care. It's the most healing thing to do. You care. His disciple... As a disciple, we're those who continually listen and are being instructed. One reason we do this is that we will have words to sustain the weary. Therefore, we will be a shield from the wind, a stream of water in the desert. Thus, our life life will point people to Jesus, the fountain of living water. Amen. And it says, and God qualified us, 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So that in him we'll be as right as God. We are as right as God, and that's the reason we listen to be instructed. We're already as right as God. Listen to be instructed. Remember what we opened up with it? I spoke, where were you? Where were you? Now that's to believers. Where were you? I spoke. He says, now, you're right with God. Now, listen, like one being instructed. Amen? It's really, really dark in this world. You guys are really, really bright. Know it. Act it. Well, I don't know what, how many times I hear somebody, I don't know what to do. Listen, care about people. I mean, spend 10 minutes with Jesus, and he'll tell you to care about them. Just care. And when you care, then the rest of it comes. Now, at first, you spend time with him. You spend time with him. If we don't care, it's because we don't spend time with him. And we do things that really hurt people. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your goodness and love. And Lord, we look at these words and we're, you know, it's overwhelming. We're kind of blown away by what it has to say. But it really is God. You really are just telling us, spend time with you. You will speak. You will take care of every single day. Jesus says, Don't worry about tomorrow. Has enough words of its own. But every single day I will speak. Every single day I will teach. I'm just asking you to be the one who listens and will be instructed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen.